welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and this is a very interesting article from DoorDash. Uh, they're basically uh, at a food delivering service um, here in the U.S., and uh, they have a very interesting piece of article here. They're moving from Rabbit in Q to Apache Kafka. Uh, back-end technologies, two back-end technologies that we discussed in this channel, guys. So check out the RabbitMQ video right here. Also, you can check out the Apache Kafka video right here if you want to learn deep dive uh, around an hour video detailing both of those tech. So guys, that let's be clear about this, guys. That does not mean RabbitMQ is bad, right? Let's be clear about that. And even after I read the article, I still think that is very specific use case to do DoorDash that just didn't work with RabbitMQ, right? So the outages being caused with RabbitMQ I think it has to do with something that I'm going to discuss in, in this article, right? I'm going to reference the article here. You guys go ahead and read it. I'm going to summarize some of the stuff here. So I'm going to summarize the article, what what uh, the DoorDash engineering team did to overcome these problems and, and uh, why did they choose Kafka. They did a great job, guys, detailing the problem, detailing the, the, the scalability and availability problem they have, detailing even the solution. They, they even came up with a proposed different solutions and pros and cons. I like that. The only, uh, if I'm going to critique this article, is that I'd like to see a little bit more details, technical details, that is. Yeah, even that, yeah. I, I would like to see, I had a lot of questions that I just, couldn't find answers for in the article itself, right? Uh, and I'm going to get into these uh, um, in this video. So, guys, they, Rabbit, uh, not Rabbit, DoorDash have a back-end task processing, specifically an asynchronous task processing uh, system. Eh, exactly, that's it. An asynchronous task processing so we talked about that a little bit guys we built one actually we built one very very simple one with rabbit in queue if i if i if i remember correctly 
And and what that what does that mean, right? What is what is an asynchronous task processing really mean, right? So that means synchronous versus asynchronous. We talked about these two guys. What is the difference between these two techniques? Check out this video if you want to learn more about. It. But synchronous is that I'm gonna make a request and I'm gonna sit down and wait, right, for the result. And this waiting doesn't have to be blocking necessarily, right? Because I could wait in an event loop, right? I, I can have an event loop that, okay, I'm waiting for a result, a, a callback to give me the result, but I'm doing my, my other stuff as well. That's, that's how JavaScript and Node.js works, right? Even that, that's the synchronicity for it. Asynchronous means I'm going to make a request and I'm going to get back a response immediately from the service from the server from the back end but that service is queued that job that task is actually not executed immediately but it is essentially queued to get executed at a later, at a later time right that's, that's asynchronous processing here so let's be very clear about that asynchronous in the front end is a little bit different from asynchronous in the back end right we're talking about the back end here it's all back end we're back end here right guys so if i if i if i make an asynchronous job that's it means i'm gonna execute a request and i'm gonna immediately immediately get a response back saying here's your job id come back and check with me later, right? So that's that's in a nutshell. Doesn't mean this is exactly what's happening here, but that's what an asynchronous system is. And then once the job actually finishes, we write the result back into some sort of a, a place. It could be the same message broker, could be, could be a disk, could be another service, who cares, right? And that, that basically picks up the result and you can do stuff with it, right? So that's that's what asynchronous task process, and you, they have tons of this stuff. They have a lot. What? How much did they say there? There was a number, nine hundred different asynchronous task ordering, merchant order, checkout. You can imagine, right? All of this stuff. You want to get a response back to the to the user as much, as fast as possible, right? Let's execute a request, get the result. That okay, I have submitted your order. I am processing it. Go do something else, right? That's how the backend works. Yeah, the backend is executing it, right? Versus synchronicity where you the backend is actually serving you and, and executing you and you're waiting for it. So here's a technology that I never heard about before. Celery, guys. And you might you might laugh now because I, I have never heard of celery before. So celery is exactly does the job that I talked about here. It is it's an it's an asynchronous and synchronous task processing software. It has nothing to do with brokers, has nothing to do with messages. It is it is it is is a software written in Python that you submit task for it, it spins up a thread, executes the task for you, and then gets you back the results. So that it runs you can either run it in a in a single node or multiple node, and that's it. Right? Celery, and that's that's one critique that I'm gonna say that maybe it's well known that's why they didn't mention this in the article 
I wish they talked about more about this their existing architecture. I felt that they didn't clarify that, to be honest, right? They jumped into the problem, but they didn't draw uh, diagrams of their existing architecture. So uh, that, if, that, if I'm going to critique it, that will be one critique in this article, right? I'd love to see their existing architecture instead of the problems, right? Make sense? So they have salary as this asynchronous job executing, but they pull the jobs and 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 all these messages from a broker because salary can be actually uh, connected. Uh, actually, let, let's let's pull it. Uh, where is salary? Let's go to wiki. Yeah. So salary can be optionally connected to a message broker, and the recommender is RabbitMQ and or Redis, right? Because Redis have this pop sub system, right? RabbitMQ is also there. They are not supporting Kafka, as far as we learned from this article. Beautiful article, guys. Beautiful. Good job, Saba and Ashwan. Good job, guys. So, so this is the current architecture. Salary as this task execution system written in Python, and then RabbitMQ as the back end that, that basically submits, acts like a queue, basically. The message broker that submits to the exchange and then writes to the queue, and then a salary agent, a salary worker, will pick up a new job, will pick up a new task and from RabbitMQ and start processing this stuff. So they're using salary as the vehicle, right? For all, for the longest time, I didn't think, and I still believe we don't really need that extra layer, right? I would have built this myself if I would write. And I, I, I built a, a task manager before, right, in my, in my career. So I would I would be basically use a queue. I'm still looking for a simple queue that does only a queue, right? I couldn't find one yet. RabbitMQ is, I had my little bit of uh, of critique, let's say for RabbitMQ. If you if you know this channel, I talked about a little RabbitMQ. I like this architecture, but I think they went too far, right? They started with being a queue, but then moved to a pop subsystem, right? Kafka started as as a streaming pop subsystem. And 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 that's 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 the good thing, right? RabbitMQ is trying to do so much. They're trying to expand. When you try to expand, you don't have focus anymore, right? And that your software become a little bit complex, and it suffers. I feel MongoDB is headed the same route, in my opinion. I know, I know some of you like MongoDB and NoSQL. I have nothing against those, right? But I just think if you're starting with NoSQL and you are NoSQL and your schema list, then trying to expand to become relational is a little bit weird, right? You're trying to solve different problems. Now you're trying just to steal, to eat from the market share from the relational, right? So that's why uh, MongoDB is, uh, I know I'm getting off the road, but I'm, I'm just talking about RabbitMQ. It's the same, the same problem that I have with these systems. Right, MongoDB now started supporting transaction, full asset transactions. Why? Right, just because people were complaining that oh, I would not move to Mongo because it's not relational, right? If it's not transactional, so they built in transactions on this, and they have some other problems like limiting the transactions and stuff because of that. Right, I think they they're heading into in the wrong direction if you ask me. MongoDB. 
But still, it's a great database. The engineers behind it are so smart, solving extremely hard problems. They're solving transaction across shard, which is which is nuts, right? This is nuts. It's, it's a very difficult problem to solve. But my point with RabbitMQ is the same, right? RabbitMQ is, from the name, it's a message queue, but it does so much other stuff. What well, is these exchanges and stuff, right? Awkward. But regardless, it doesn't mean RabbitMQ is bad. It's just my opinion, and you can have your own opinion. So Celery and RabbitMQ are two systems. And what happens if you include too, too many systems, guys? Right? Complexity, right? This is not a system written by you. It's an open source, yeah, but you have dependency on this. You have dependency on this. And this is what happened. This is what causes the problems. They started to see a spike, and you can read this article, a spike on RabbitMQ. RabbitMQ will just go down because it will hit a limitation in RabbitMQ, and it's called the high surge churn churn excessive connection churn they will hit this excessive connection churn guys let's read this this is what they hit uh the doordash team that what 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 happened is like they will get a lot of orders, a lot of these execution, and, and salary jobs will just skyrocket, and it will start shoving lots of jobs to RabbitMQ and execute, not just publishing, consuming and publishing, both, right? And RabbitMQ hit this, high connection churn. Let's read this a little bit. Let me zoom so you can read uh, clearly. A system is said to have high connection churn when its rate of newly opened connection is consistently high and and its rate of closed connection is also consistently high what do we know on the back end guys why did we build http 1.1 because http 1.0 had the same problem http 1.0 we're trying to talk, to be so precious, saving our precious memory. So we said every request opens a connection and 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 sends the request and then closes the connection. We regretted this decision immediately because it was a bad idea. Opening and closing connection is bad. It looks like, from what I thought, and it's not clear, salary is the cause of this thing. Salary is every time you want to open connect to the RabbitMQ, they open a new TCP connection, which we talked about, and then they send the request, and then they close it. Resulting in, in, in a churn of closing and opening, closing and opening. You shouldn't be opening and closing connections, in my opinion. Keep them alive. Why did we have HTTP 1.1, HTTP 2? Keep those dang connections alive. Keep them running. And that's the problem with using existing software and not building your own. And I'm, I'm not saying don't use existing software, of course, but. And again, I don't know if this salary is the problem. I never used it, but it seems like it from the description here, from what I'm reading. And guys, if you, if anyone from DoorDash here and I said anything that is dumb or incorrect, correct me, guys. I'd love to learn more detail. I ha I'm, I'm starving for details here. I'm starving. I'm starving. I need to learn more. Is salary, can we, I need to know what is the 
architecture between celery and rabbit in queue here. And why are we so chatty when it comes to that? Because rabbit in queue connections are not cheap. They are very similar to HTTP2. Very similar. And we know how expensive HTTP2 when it comes to CPU usage. Right? We know that. Because all these streams, which RabbitMQ have, it's called channels, right? All these channels are in the same TCP connection. So RabbitMQ team, I loved that in RabbitMQ. I love their design. And I don't know who came up with this idea first. RabbitMQ as the advanced message queue protocol or HTTP2 from Speedy Google. I don't know who came up with this stream or channel. I prefer the word channel over stream. I hate the word stream in, in HTTP2. I don't like it one bit. I think it's, it doesn't have anything to do with stream. It's it's a channel. I love the word channel. It's more clear if you tell me it's channel. It's called channel in SSH. It's called channel RabbitMQ. Speedy decided to call it a stream. Okay, whatever. All right, so I think that that's, that's what caused basically the problem. And you have a huge churn in, in RabbitMQ causes what? It causes downtime. It causes basically you cannot accept more because the, 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 the single master, we can't say master anymore, uh, the leader node in RabbitMQ is busy doing closing and opening connection, which is extremely expensive. And I and I bet it's even more expensive in case of RabbitMQ because they have the, the, the logical connection idea of channel. So I bet that's even made the problem even worse. So yeah, availability, scalability. So they, 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 they clarify these problems in details. They talk about all that stuff. They're using Python, which is, which is not a bad idea. I think it's just, it's just any language will run into the same problem, if you ask me. And uh, here's another thing, guys. Here's another thing I forgot to mention. So Celery, talked about that. Sudden burst of traffic would leave RabbitMQ in a downgraded state where task consumption was significantly lower than exception. In our experience... Uh, this could only be resolved with a RabbitMQ bounce. Wow, that's just unacceptable. RabbitMQ has a concept of flow control where it will reduce the speed of connections which are published too quickly so that that queues can keep up. Flow control, guys. It's a, it's a very similar concept in TCP. TCP have flow control. Quick that's quick. They built, I believe they built the flow control concept in quick. Yes. So RabbitMQ also implement an application level flow control, you know, which makes sense. You don't want to shove thousands and thousands of packets all at once, right? You need to taste the network. See if it, just like TCP slow start, which we talked about right here, this is very similar, I believe. Right, which I, I, I never knew that RabbitMQ had a flow control. Kudos, I love it. So yeah, so that's why it, it is it is a how, what is, what's the English word for it? Double edged sword. Yes, it is a double edged sword. So it could it could hurt and it's good it's beneficial. Network latencies, yeah, but it will kill the system otherwise. 
so they talk about all this stuff here consumers the salary consumers to kafka uh, no kafka rabbit mq we don't talk about kafka here so all this stuff they they propose so many other solutions uh and then they they say okay let's switch up since salary support redis let's switch up redis instead of rabbit mq i don't know if that will help maybe it will because what does Redis use? Redis uses the RESP protocol, right? Their, their own custom one. I have no idea if they're using channels or not. So maybe if Celery is doing the same thing, closing and opening connection with every single request and consumption, then I think you're going to have the same problem, Right? That's the, what they call the Harakiri. That's the closing and reopening Harakiri connection churn. Does not significantly degrade Redis performance. Okay, all right. So they actually tested this thing. I like it. So they said that the, the closing and connection churn is not a problem in Redis. Probably because it's not, it's not the chan, uh, it's not, it's not a, a, the advanced message queue protocol in RabbitMQ is different than redis right it's a completely different protocol so then maybe it's a little bit more lenient but to me i would solve the root problem why we do we have this churn of connections you open a connection opening a connection is so expensive open a connection is so so expensive especially if it's tcp what other connections do we have i mean quick we don't have that yet but yeah opening tcp connection is so expensive guys three-way handshake and then they didn't mention if it's TLS or not. But yeah, if you have TLS on top of that, if you have TLS 1.2, sheesh. I bet it's secured. They didn't mention anything about TLS, did they? Nope. See, this is what I crave. I crave information, guys. Guys, I crave information. I need more information. There is not enough details here. So yeah, look, is... The architecture between Celery and RabbitMQ, is this secure? Doesn't mention, because if it's secure, this will compound the problem even worse. And if it's TLS 1.2, it's even, even worse than that. Because we have like what? Two round trips plus the handshake, and then you close it. That's why we need to understand how backend works, guys. I, 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 I keep saying this in this channel. I keep saying it fundamentals guys fundamentals not tools do not use tools and obviously i'm talking to 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 my community here i know not doordash engineering per se but yeah fundamentals is so important forget about this all these tools once you understand how stuff basically work you 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 are unstoppable you just understand everything you need just need to understand the basic fundamentals you build this stuff on top you you know what you're using so they switch it to kafka and i believe first of all they built a, a, a smart python interface on top of their salary uh workers so that they they kind of canary deploy the thing between RabbitMQ and Kafka, right? Wait a second. I think they, they removed Celery altogether, did they? Yes. Because you, can, you cannot connect Celery directly to Kafka, as far as they know. So they built their own custom uh, system from scratch, right? That's the MVP. They built it from scratch. It's a custom solution, right? 
Is that what that, I, I'm very custom, custom. I read the word custom here. Custom solution. There you go. They build their own custom solution. Again, guys, if, correct me if I said anything wrong with that, right? So even that custom solution, they still had a problem with Kafka, guys, right? So before we go to the problems of Kafka, they started just Canary deployed between Kafka and RabbitMQ. So they shifted all the load from Kafka, RabbitMQ to Kafka. I'd like to see how did the system behave without Kafka and the custom solution, salary out of the way. How did that behave? Did they try that? Because I have a strong feeling that salary is the problem here. I don't know why. Again, guys, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I might. I'm. I don't want to be that guy, but it feels like salary is the problem here. Custom solution, very thin layer, job processing, and just use RabbitMQ as a broker. I still don't understand why do we need the salary as a software. When was it built? I'm just interested. When was salary built, right? It's like, was it before the idea of broker? Was it was designed to solve certain problems, I think. I don't know. I know Instagram uses uh, salary. I read this somewhere here, but I still don't know. Um, again, guys, I never used salary before, so I don't know. Let me know if any of you guys use salary. That would be interesting to know, right, if, if you guys have similar problem. But yeah, just because... Uh, uh, DoorDash moved to Rabbit Kafka does not mean it. Kafka is better than RabbitMQ. I mean, Kafka is, is, is way feature feature wise is better than RabbitMQ. That's for for sure. Just because of the design decision, we talked about that. I'm not gonna dive deep into that again. But the design choices of seamless adoption, guys. So they started sh shifting everything back to Kafka. All right, and they they hit some problems. They hit some problems which is called the head of line blocking problem guys and i was surprised when i saw this like wow how can i never thought about that because we talked about cons consumer group in kafka check out the kafka video and and you can use the ch youtube chapters to jump into consumer group to read exactly you're gonna understand is it whoa exactly you'll understand why this happened so consumer group guys is the ability to, is, is Kafka's solution for parallelism so that you can spin up in number of consumers in a given consumer group. And what will happen here is every consumer will get one partition and one partition only, right? And 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 yeah, so that's that's this that's the thing that's that's the idea of uh, Kafka topic partitioning, right? So so that means also means if you have a consumer that is just a slow consumer, then and this is a slow message. This consumer is just taking a long time processing this message for any any reason, right? Then you have to come. It's like okay, first of all, if this is slow, then the whole thing is just blocked, right? This is called head of line blocking. We have the same problem with with HTTP uh, in pipelining, HTTP 1.1, right? Where you send a request, you cannot execute any of the other unless the, the, the nth request is executed, right? It's just ordered. So that's the same problem here, right? 
See, the fast messages are okay. Slow messages is the problem. And, and, and now we start questioning, why do we have a slow message versus a fast message? Right? Why would an order, one order take more to execute than another? They should be identical, right? It's not that, again, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but if, if, if an order is an order, if I submit a thousand, if I want thousand burgers from in and out versus one, it's an order. Who cares? If it, yeah, I'm not, it's not like me, I'm going to make the burgers just in and out. So yeah, I'd like to know more about why, what is a slow message per se? I'd like to know more about that. So yeah, solving these kind of problems will be interesting. I'm just very interested. So yeah, parallelism and then they're going through all that stuff. So they they started to break down the 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 consumer and trying to find other solutions. They're still 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 working onto these problems, guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave uh, I'm gonna leave this uh, to you guys. It's uh, it's an interesting read, definitely. I loved. I'd like to see more and more articles like this written in a very detailed manner. Uh, could be just me. I'd love to see more details, in my opinion. Because like as I read, I have more questions. But yeah, it's well written. Good, jo good job, guys. I love it. Saba and Ashwan, excellent job, guys. Excellent. I love it. This is a great article. Uh, we need more visibility like this. We need to know real people, real people, <laughs> real businesses uses using these back-end technologies and how these uh, technologies are performing, right? Again, guys, again, I'm going to repeat it for the, for the millionth time. Does not mean that Apache Kafka is always the right solution to you. Does not mean RabbitMQ is a bad solution to you. Although most of your comments, guys, on my RabbitMQ video was like, yeah, you're right, RabbitMQ, we, we moved from RabbitMQ because it was so complex. Again, guys, that RabbitMQ, I used it at, at my work, and I built a course. I made a video talking about RabbitMQ, and I made a video talking about Kafka. And Kafka, if you, if you start with Kafka, it's, 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 it's way more, how do I say it? I can't say them complex. It's more intertwined compared to RabbitMQ, right? But I came in with RabbitMQ a little bit confused. I saw there are so many abstractions that kind of uh, the barrier to entry becomes real high and, and learning RabbitMQ becomes real difficult to the amount of features that it have. And that, is, that was my problem with it. Again, I might change my mind. Anything that I say in this channel, I could tomorrow then I could definitely... Uh, learn something new and say okay i was wrong i would I'm, I'm 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 very happy to be proven wrong in anything i say obviously that's how we learn right we keep learning we keep learning we're like who who knows everything nobody right we keep learning guys all right what do you think of this article guys have you used celery have you used rabbinmq have you used apache kafka did you build your own asynchronous task processing at all let me know in the comment section below i'm gonna see you on the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye